Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back. Linnell Willingham here with you on The Fan. First hour of the show in our rear view mirror. Now we're flying uh, here to 335 before I hand things over to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. Nats and Braves set to play game two of their three-game weekend series. And before we went to the break, I was talking about the Wizards and Summer League and the fact that Denny Avdia and Corey Kispert, the Wizards' last two first-round picks, are not playing in the Las Vegas Summer League. And for all intents and purposes, this is probably the most competitive Summer League that that we're going to see in a while. That we've seen in a very long time. A lot of second and third year guys going out there and trying to still prove themselves and work on their game in a controlled game uh, setting and scenario. I mentioned some of the names that are playing in this thing. Uh, Jose Alvarado and Trey Murphy III from the Pelicans. Guys that contributed on playoff teams a season ago are out there. Josh Giddy, Trey Mann from the Oklahoma City Thunder. Contributors. Played regular minutes. Josh Giddy, a 14-point-per-game score. Was one of the front runners for Rookie of the Year playing in Summer League. Kate Cunningham participating in Summer League. Last year's number one overall pick. So don't tell me there isn't competition here for Corey Kispert and Denny Avdi. I think it doesn't bode well for the culture of this team for those two, for those two guys not to be a part of this thing. Do they want to get better? We had a call to mention earlier. Well documented. Denny needs to get better finishing. He needs to get better with his left hand. No better place to do that than in the summer league where your mistakes, they don't mean anything. It's all about getting better and working on your weaknesses and what better scenario to do it than in live game-like situations. I want to continue to take your calls on this. 1-800-636-1067. You can get at me on Twitter and Instagram as well. N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. Let's go to John. In Woodbridge, Josh in Woodbridge, excuse me, wants to give his take on Denny Avdia and Corey Kiss for being no-shows in the Summer League. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Hey, thanks for calling, buddy. Yeah, I think this is a fascinating topic, and I never really thought about it till you were talking about it on the show, but it reminded me of an article I read uh, three days on ESPN by Nick Friedel talking about Max Struss from the Miami Heat mm-hmm. and kind of documenting his rise 
uh, to a, a prominent role player in the Miami Heat. I think this is just a really great topic of, of how, you know, training and personally training on your own, no, nothing wrong with that, but there's nothing that really replaces a regulated in-game scenario. And it does seem like there's a lot of, uh, you know, this precedent for players improving in the future. So I, I just thank you for t- uh, covering this topic because I think it's a really, really interesting uh, uh, point for the Wizards. Of course, man. And look, I- I'll ask you this. How do- Denny Avdi, I-, I know that you probably know, is working with Drew Hanlon. That's the trainer for Bradley Beal and Jason Tatum. You kind of hit on it there. But do you think he's going to be able to work on the things in an individual setting better than in the team setting? I know you kind of already hit on it, but I want to hear you say it officially. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, nothing replaces the one-on-one workout. You you can refine skills, but at the end of the day, you might be a practice warrior, but yep. what are you going to do in the game? And I, I think he might have the best pickup games ever, but in Summer League, he actually gets to compete with refs. Yep. And uh, as you mentioned, it seems like the Summer League is stacked this year. So, uh, And just building continuity for the future. Like, if, if you're trying to work with your future teammates, even if they're younger and you might not have the stars like Bradley Beal, it still seems like, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what their mentality is. I'm not saying that they're just trying to flake out because they don't want to be there, but it, it does seem to make sense that you would want to be in the summer league to improve. I appreciate your call, Josh. I don't think it bodes well for the culture that they're trying to build here, Josh, because look, last year you hired Wes Unsell Jr. very late in the process. Bradley Beal alluded to this uh, in his sit-down interview with Wes Hall with NBC Sports Washington yesterday. Wes Unsell Jr. was hired very late in this process, right? And because of that, you're not able to really instill your brand of basketball and your culture uh, that you want to set here. And I think this summer, with Wes going out and, and visiting with players, I know that's been the big focus and point of emphasis for this Wizards staff is player development and getting to know their guys better uh, based on the way they started last year. Look, this is the perfect time to do it. You're, you're, you're running your system in summer league. You're running your stuff. And the fact that, you know, Johnny Davis is out there makes it even more important, in my opinion, because Corey Kispert and Denny Avdia are probably going to be playing in that second unit alongside Johnny Davis Jr., depending on who wins the job at the small forward spot. So why not take advantage of an opportunity to play with one of your future teammates here? Continue to get at me uh, about this topic. How do you feel about Denny Avdia and Corey Kisper being no-shows in this competitive 2022 Summer League? You can call me on the MGM National Harbor listener lines, 1-800-636-1067, or you can tap in with me, Twitter and Instagram, N-E-L-L underscore BTP. We'll take one more call before we go to the break here. Let's go to my man Chuck in the city. What's going on, Chuck? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. If How are you? You? Um, you have to understand the heart of certain athletes. I looked at the summer league last night, and I looked at what can you accomplish by playing in this. You you have to understand now, Washington D.C. athletes and McClum went to Georgetown. Then he transferred, went to Texas, played for the Red Raiders. Mm-hmm. Now he's playing in the D League for the NBA. But what you what you get in Vegas is either you can handle the situations of playing summer league or you can't. 
and you will get embarrassed. And a lot of athletes can't hold their own in the summer league. That's why they choose not to show. It's just as simple as that. So you think it's the, you think it's a lack of skill from Denny Avdi and Corey Kisper? Is that what you're trying to allude to here? That you don't? That's, let me ask you. Let me. Here's the perfect equation. What does McClum have to show in a summer league game? He's already proven himself. He proved himself at Georgetown. He proved himself at Texas for the Red Raiders. What does he have to prove? But when you go out there and you have to deal with these type of athletes, you're going to get embarrassed because you're not there yet. You're just not there. And Chuck, I appreciate your call. I think that's more reason for you to participate in the summer league if you're Corey Kispert and Denny Avdia. Like my man Josh alluded to, it is some bump in the summer league. I've, I've, I've read off the names to you guys multiple times now here since we started talking about this thing. There's so many opportunities for you to get better. And, and Chuck alluded to it. He was right on this. If you don't know what you're doing, if you're not a pro and you're not ready to be a pro, you will be exposed in the summer league. Point blank. Because there are guys out there that are doing this not only because they want to be in the NBA, but damn, but they're trying to make a living. This is how they're eating. Summer League, for some of these guys, this is their last chance, which is why I say the competition level is higher. It's ratcheted up because these guys are fighting for their livelihoods. For some of these guys, this could be the last time they get the opportunity to play organized basketball, which makes it even more important for these guys to be in the Summer League plan. And I hit on it a little bit earlier. The culture that West Uncell Jr. is trying to establish here in D.C. The same sets and things that they're running in the summer league practices and summer league games are the same thing we're going to see in the fall when the games start for real. So take this opportunity to continue to refine your skills, to continue to become more well-versed in this system that West Uncell Jr. is trying to, trying to instill, especially on the defensive end especially on the defensive end, where this team struggled a season ago. Look, this is how you improve that communication. This is how you you set it up to where everything that you're doing right now translates in the fall. It becomes a lot easier in the fall when you report to camp because it's already fresh in your mind. You were just doing it in summer league. And the big thing for me is I wanted to see these guys go up against this level of competition and be, and be asked to do more things for Corey Kisper and Denny Avdia. Avdia specifically, he was touted as a guy who could potentially play the point guard spot. This is a perfect opportunity for him to come out here and try to play some point guard for the Washington Wizards to show that he has the ability to do that in a pinch. We, we, we all know he struggled finishing a year ago. This is the perfect opportunity for him to try to go out and finish. Going up against some of these bigs that are playing in this summer league. You don't want to see him try to lay Jalen Duran? You don't want to see Denny Avdia try to finish over Chet Holmgren? There are guys out here that are legit on the interior that can provide a real test for Kispert and Avdia. We'll take one more call here before we go to the break. Let's go to Nate in Upper Marlboro. Nate, what do you think about Kispert hey, and Avdia? Man. What do you think about Kispert um, and Avdia being no-shows? I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a big deal. Um, only reason why I don't think it's a big deal because how do you work on your game 
if you're playing in the summer league. Do you want me to answer that for you? Because I have the answer for you. I mean. There's no consequences I, in the summer league, Nate. This is the perfect time for you to go out and work on your weaknesses. You're not going to. This isn't. Nobody's getting fired over the summer league performances, Nate. I hear that, but you, you think do you think that the their teammates in the summer league they're trying to make a roster too? Do you think they really gonna have the patience with their teammates trying to work on their game during a real game while they're trying to make a roster? That's no. a hell of a point. Because you if you're working on if you if you're gonna work on your game during the game, that means you're working on your weaknesses, which we might get exposed because these boys ain't they're trying to go out and win. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you can't work on your game and play in the summer league because you're going to be too focused on trying to win. So you're probably going to revert back to your old ways. Now, the only way to work on your game is to go in the gym by yourself or, you know, with coaches, work on your weaknesses, work on your stuff. And then, well, how many preseason games they get? Six? Yeah, I believe so. So you're saying that's then, the time for you to work on and, your stuff. Right. In my opinion, yeah, that's the time to work because then it's really no – can't nobody look at you in a different way because if you go out in the summer league and you working on your weaknesses and all this and you get embarrassed, you know, the public, we don't see that. We just see you getting embarrassed. We don't know you're working on this. But at least if you're doing it during a preseason game with, you know, everybody who's going to be in a regular season with you, you, you might get away with a little more. That's just how I look at it. I appreciate the call, Nate. We had to take a quick break here. On the other side of this thing, we'll switch things over to the gridiron, talk some commanders here. I mentioned it in the opener, the commemorative 90th anniversary patch being uh, debuted on social media this morning. Uh, I'll, I'll retweet it on Twitter so you guys can get a look at it. And there's a name on there that was omitted from the fan voting portion. I'll tell you on the other side of this break, don't go anywhere. You're listening to the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Linnell Willingham on 106.7 The Fan.
22 minutes past the hour here in our nation's capital. Jam-packed show so far. I want to give a big thanks to John Walton, Caps play-by-play voice here on 106.7 The Fan for joining me in that first hour. We're talking all things Caps. And we got another guest coming up here in about 10 minutes or so. NFL Odyssey insider Brian Baldinger will join us as we'll talk some NFL and take a spin around the National Football League as we sit just about 18 days or so, I believe, away from the start of training camp in the National Football League. So plenty to discuss with Brian Baldinger. We're also asking about that finger of his. I don't know if you guys are familiar out there with Brian Baldinger, and he's got this finger thing going on where one of his fingers just it does some athletic things, I'll say. Very flexible. Baldy's played a long time in the NFL as an offensive lineman, and his fingers tell the whole story with just how physical and nasty uh, he was as a player. Before we went to the break, though, we were talking about this commander's 90th anniversary commemorative patch that they're going to put on all the uniforms uh, for this season. 90th anniversary of the team with many names. They've been the Boston Braves, the Washington Redskins, Washington football team. Now the Washington Commanders, 90 years of football here in our nation's capital. It's going to be celebrated uh, this season. And the Commanders organization, a nice gesture, I felt like, initially. They are basically allowing the fans to vote 10 more players into their list of what they're trying to call the 90 greatest in franchise history. That includes coaches uh, and players. Now, there's a list online. You can go look at it yourself at commandlegacy.com. And they're trying to get us, the fans out there, to help them select the next 10 players to go on this list of 90. And eligible to be voted on right now, Champ Bailey, cornerback, well-known, uh, short-lived was his time here in Washington, played four seasons before getting traded to the Denver Broncos and that Clinton Portis deal. We all know that. D'Angelo Hall on this list, uh, the great DB. that does a lot of work now for the NFL Network. Stephen Davis, the running back on the list. I'm trying to think of some other names here that you guys would recognize because I don't recognize some of these names. Kirk Cousins is on this list. My buzz and Kirk, the eight car. Getting some love on this list. Alfred Morris on this list. Mike Sellers. Oh, I love me some Mike Sellers. I love my favorite Mike Sellers moment is probably probably the check down that he caught in that Detroit Lions game at home, and he just obliterated, just just steamrolled the defender that was trying to tackle him in that blowout of the Detroit Lions. He's on this list. London Fletcher is on this list. The new uh color analyst for the Washington Commanders radio network on game days. He's on the list. Our friend Santana Moss is on the list. The Heartbreak Kid is on this list. Ryan Kerrigan. I I said this name last because he's one of my favorites. And and growing up, this probably was my favorite Redskin. Chris Cooley. Chris Cooley on this list. A guy that, from a statistical standpoint, probably was a little bit overrated. But we loved the person uh, that Chris Cooley was here in our nation's capital. Those are the some of the names. And there are, let's see if my math is correct. We'll do 
rows times columns. There are five in a row, three columns. That's 15. There are 15 names here for you to vote on here at commandlegacy.com. And they're trying to get you guys to choose the next 10 to complete this list of 90 of the greatest coaches and players ever here in Washington. And I was looking through the other 80 on the list with my my producer, Denton Day, before the show started. And as we're going through it, we're thinking about, like, hmm, who's not on the list? Who haven't we seen yet that we think should make it? It could be controversial. And then I go on Twitter, and Nikki Javala, and I believe it's Nikki and I'm, 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 I'm blanking on the name. Jake Russell. Nikki Javala and Jake Russell pointed out something that now sitting back and thinking on it has me up in arms. A name that's omitted from not just this final 10 that they're trying to push through, but from the initial 80, Trent Williams. There's no Trent Williams on this list. Which, in my opinion, makes this whole exercise a complete scam and a sham, a wash, irrelevant, nonsensical, whatever whatever term you want to use to describe what the hell they're trying to do. If you are making a list of the greatest football players and coaches to ever play in this organization and Trent Williams doesn't find his way on this list, it's malpractice. I want to take your guys' calls on this later on in the show, but it's malpractice not having the silverback on this list for multiple reasons, right? In my opinion, this is arguably one of the best Washington football players of the 2000s. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Last time I was on here with you guys, I told you, the first offensive lineman in the Madden video game franchise's history to receive a 99 overall rating, it means something. That means he's damn good. That's Madden's way of showing you he's damn good. So for him not to be on this list, it's, it reeks of pettiness. It reeks of pettiness. I'll be completely honest with you. That's what it smells like to your boy. I think it's petty. I think they're letting their personal feelings get involved in this thing. Yes. They're probably not too thrilled with Trent Williams requesting a trade and demanding and forcing his way out of Washington. But could you blame Trent Williams for why he wanted to leave? For years, you all know the story, for years he thought there was a growth on his on his scalp and he was concerned about it. And every time he went to the organization about it, they continued to brush it off and brush it off. He then goes to see one of his personal doctors and they tell him, This is cancerous. Cancerous. It ends up being benign. But the fact that this organization and this training staff acted in the malpractice that they did, it's embarrassing. And obviously it frustrated Trent. And he ends up requesting a trade, and we all know how it goes. He's now a San Francisco 49er. He'll never play here again. And the way it looks right now, based on this nonsensical list that they've put out. He's probably not going to be honored by the team anytime soon until they mend that relationship. It's unfortunate because, like I mentioned, Trent, in my opinion, easy case to be made as the best Washington football player of the 2000s. 
So they got to get this right. It's not on Trent. It's on the organization, specifically Dan Snyder, who probably can't make things right right now because he's not supposed to be dealing with things that have to do with the team. So they say. It frustrates me. I love me some Trent Williams. We had to take a quick time out here. On the other side of this break, Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger will join the show for the first time. We'll take a spin around the National Football League as we sit just about 19 days away from the start of training camp. Plus, you already know, we'll talk all things Washington Commanders with the big fella. Don't go anywhere. Ride with me. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan. We're also streaming live nationally on the Odyssey app. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back. You know who it is. Youngest in charge movement here on 106.7 The Fan. Linnell Willingham here with you for about another hour or so here in this radio program before I pass the ball to my friends Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. They'll have the radio call of game two of Nats and Braves. You can hear all the action right here on The Fan per usual. Hopefully some better luck for the Washington Nationals. It was tough sledding for them yesterday. As I mentioned earlier, Eric Fetty had a struggling, struggling performance. Uh, four homers hit by the Braves yesterday. So hopefully Patrick Corbin, who's on the bump today for Davey Martinez's squad, will have some better luck because um, the Nats really need it. They're struggling right now. And this town's much more exciting when the Washington Nationals are better. This town is also more exciting when the NFL is popping and going on. And joining me right now on the BetQL guest hotline, Bet Smarter, Beat the Books, download the BetQL app today, is Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. You can follow him on Twitter, at BaldyNFL. Baldy, what's going on, my man? Well, I'm uh, leaving Frisco, Texas here. We, uh, we had our annual offensive line masterminds camp, so uh, it was pretty great. We had a lot of young offensive linemen there. College coaches, a couple of Hall of Fame players, Steve Hutchinson was there along with uh, Willie Rofe. So it was good. Now we talked offense line play and the brotherhood that they are uh, for two full days, man. It was good. I learned a lot. Looks look like a good time down there, man. Look, I, there's a picture right now going viral right now on social media, Baldy. I don't know if you're familiar with this, and it probably isn't the first time a photo of your hand has gone viral. Can you tell me the backstory on how your pinky <laughs> started running away from your ring finger? Is it really going viral? <laughs> it's going viral, Baldy. I'm telling you, I've seen it on my timeline all day. Okay, all right. I trust you. Um, <laughs> so I was a young player in Dallas, and uh, I was a left guard. So that means I went against uh, Randy White, the manster, like basically every day. 
And, um, you know, I've been doing the scout team drills and all that stuff. And my, my hand got caught in his jersey. And caught, the finger just got ripped right out of the, the joint, you know. And it was kind of dangling. And, uh, you know, I was kind of screaming, you know, just, you know, I mean, I was shocked a little bit, you know. And uh, I went over to the trainers and they pulled it back and, you know, they taped it up. And it just never went back, you know. It was just always been dangling ever since. Wow. Well, look. It makes for good content on Twitter. And obviously, I know <laughs> shaking hands with people is probably an interesting experience for you. Uh, well, there's, a, there's a bad pinky club out there. There's a lot of guys. I mean, you're you know, a warrior, uh, man. You're out there grinding, yeah, putting that work in. That's it. That's it. It's all part of it. So, Baldy, I want to talk a little NFL here with you. 19 yeah. days and still the start of training camp for most teams yep. around the league. We'll start here in our nation's capital with the Washington Commanders. You made waves last week here. Uh, in the D.C. market with your comments about Carson Wentz. I believe it was a tweet that you quoted uh, from an NFL stats guy, and he tweeted, Carson Wentz, the only quarterback in NFL history to throw for 4,000 yards and not have one 500-yard receiver. You came back spicy with your response. I say all of that to say this. Baldy, what are your expectations for the new QB1 here in Washington? Well, I mean, look, I mean, it's not, I mean, I know Carson Wentz. I've sat down with him. I mean, he knows me. I mean, this isn't a, like a real shot, but you can throw all those stats out there and say, you know, nobody in history, but really it's about the postseason. He couldn't get the Eagles to the postseason his last year. He couldn't get to the Colts to the postseason. I'm not saying it's, it's all about the quarterback, but in large part, the quarterback's got to play good. He didn't play well against the Raiders in week 16, 17 last year. He didn't play well against Jacksonville. And a team that was looked like they were all built to go to the playoffs didn't qualify so he's on his third team in three years and the fact is is that you know Carson has to be more consistent he's got a there's some mechanical issues that he has where he misses wide open people and makes the wrong decision Uh, it's not to say he's not a great you know uh, athlete uh, warrior plays injured through injuries well he does a lot of great things but uh, you know my point was you put all these stats up there Really, what all that matters is, can you get your team to the postseason? Can you win the division? Can you win playoff games? He got to the postseason one time as a starter. He played nine plays. He got hurt. Like, you know, that's not the record that's that you want to live by going into your seventh year. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Uh, from an X's and O's standpoint, and I know you're, you're somebody, one of the biggest film junkies there is in our business. I love your work. Baldy's Breakdown, one of my favorite things uh, to look forward to during the NFL season. But, Baldy, from an X's and O's standpoint, schematically, how much different do you expect this commander's offense to look with Carson Wentz now under center in comparison to what you saw a season ago from Taylor Heineke, just from the physical standpoint? Well, I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's much bigger. I mean, you know, he's a cyborg now. I mean, he's <laughs> six foot five. He's 240 pounds. He's is physical. I mean, he's just he's a hard guy to get to the ground. He just is. Um, you know, t- Taylor was uh, – you, you, look, he maximized all of his talent. Um, and he had good escapability. But, you know, Carson is a guy that is just difficult. You can, you can have two guys hanging on him. And, um, you know, you're not, you're not necessarily going to get him to the ground. And he can, he can rescue plays when he's under duress. And then, you know, he's got, he's got really good escapability, you know, when the pocket does collapse around him. I think he leaves too soon sometimes. But he's got good escapability. He plays alive for a lot longer what Taylor can. And he's pretty well skilled at keeping his eyes down the field to make, to make those kind of splash plays that he did, uh, you know, at times in Philadelphia. 
Joining me right now on the BetQL guest hotline, Bet Smarter, Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today is Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. You can follow him on Twitter at BaldyNFL. And, Brian, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about the big boys in the trenches while I got you on here, uh, specifically on the defensive side of the ball here for the Washington Commanders. Obviously, an underwhelming season from the reigning rookie, uh, defensive rookie of the year, Chase Young, and, and his running mate, Montez Sweat. Obviously, Chase tears his ACL in Week 10. Uh, from what you were able to, to watch on film a season ago, what was the real – if you can pinpoint something, the real issue that this bunch had uh, as far as getting after the quarterback and why they weren't able to register more sacks. Well, you know, you got to play harder. You got to play harder than they did. I mean, if you yeah. put, I remember that one clip you put out about them not running to the ball. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's all about getting to the ball. I mean, every single play. Um, you know, they're eight deep. They're rotating. There's no excuses. I mean, you watch the Washington Commanders get to the football and watch Max Crosby get to the football. I mean, it's night and day. Like anybody can point point the effort out. So that starts with effort. And I said, look, Chase Young had a tremendous rookie season. I could have done more positive things on Chase. But he didn't take a step up. He didn't improve. Um, he's got great natural ability. That doesn't make you a great pass rusher. I mean, he's got to learn a move. He's got to have – I don't know what his fastball is. You know, every great pass rusher has got a fastball. You know, and once you get guys, you know, looking for that fastball, then you've got to have your change-ups. And, you know, he doesn't have that repertoire. And he's got to learn that. Uh, and so does Montez. I think Montez is a better, probably, pass rusher right now. But Montez has to get better, too. They're both highly skilled. That's why they were drafted as high as they were. But, you know, just because, you know, Max Crosby was a fourth-round pick, they had a guy that was the fourth pick in the draft. Max is a 100 times better player than that guy. But Max has continued to improve. And it starts with his effort, but he works on his counter moves. He's got a cross chop coming this year. He's got a, a lethal spin inside-outside. I mean, that's what I'm looking for from Chase and Montez to, to really develop an arsenal of ways to get to the quarterback. Yeah, I know that's a lot, a lot of the uh, sentiments that, that the D.C. media have echoed, just trying to get these guys to add more tools to that toolbox. We'll flip yeah. over to the offensive side of the ball because this was a group a uh, season ago led by veteran offensive line coach John Matsko that really got this bunch playing well with, with some guys that were pretty unheralded. Uh, they got the veteran out at left tackle, Charles Leno. He did a, a, a respectable job bouncing back from his off year in Chicago. But I want to ask you about rookie Sam Cosme and what you were able to see in his limited time. And I think this young man has all pro potential and is a road grader right now in the run game. I think he's got a lot. I don't know if he's an all pro player yet, but I do think that, yeah, I do think he's got a lot of, uh, I I know Ron Rivera loved him uh, just, you know, through training camp and getting ready for the season last year. He was very high. He told me to keep an eye on him. You know, I think we got something here, Baldy. And so really, you know, the biggest jump that any player is going to make any position typically comes between their first and their second year. And so I would imagine Cosby right now is a guy that should be a whole lot more confident now than he was a year ago. He's seen a lot. He's gone through an offseason. Um, you know, and so uh, I, I expect him to, to be, you know, I don't know if he's going to be an elite right tackle right now because right tackles have to see as good a pass rushers at that yeah. size as the left tackles do. So you know he's got to go through, he's got to go through all those guys. You know he's got he's got to see uh, what they have down in Dallas right now, which is considerable, especially if Mike is coming off the edge. And you know Hassan Reddick is in Philadelphia now, and mm-hmm. you know and so you know they got guys inside and outside. And the Giants just drafted a guy to be elite. So just you know just a right tackle in his own division right now. I mean that's six times a year you got your hands full against a lot of really good players. 
Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. Baldy, let's take a big picture look at the National Football League right now. Obviously, the biggest news transaction-wise uh, happened this week. Baker Mayfield finally ending that saga and chapter in Cleveland being traded to the Carolina Panthers. What can he bring to Matt Rule's offense? Do you expect him, quite frankly, to be the starter week one? Well, it depends on just what type of competition. You know, I mean, if it's a really even competition, we'll all know it. You know, because you, you, you've got to allow both guys to play with your number one offense line. There's only three games now. So there's very limited reps. I don't know what um, – I'm not sure what Matt Rule and Carolina have this year as far as scrimmages. But, you know, I know a lot of teams are scrimmaging against other teams twice this year. That's four days of scrimmaging. It's almost like having four more preseason games where you can really evaluate these guys. You know, you, you need – Baker needs time with the number one offensive line, Nicky Iguanu at left tackle and Taylor Moten at right tackle. I mean, you've you got to have a chance to work with the number one offensive line with Christian McCaffrey and D.J. Moore. And so how do they split that up? And then, you know, like, look, we have seen these competitions go before, and the, the right guy doesn't win the job. And you find that out third week, fourth week of the season. So, you know, for, for me, I, I believe Baker has all the capabilities of winning the job. I'm not saying Sam Darnold can't do it, but, you know, Baker's at a disadvantage right now simply because he has a bender. He's got to learn the offense. Mm-hmm. got to learn the way things are done in Carolina after four years in Cleveland. So I think Sam has the advantage right now, but Baker's certainly a healthy and highly, highly competitive kid. So, I mean, I think it's going to be one of the big storylines throughout preseason. Joining you right now on the BetQL guest hotline, Bet Smarter Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today is Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. You can follow him on Twitter at BaldyNFL. And, Baldy, I'll let you go on this. Uh, obviously, it was well-documented. Only one quarterback taken in the first round of this past year's draft. Going to be a lot of hot and heavy quarterback competitions around the National Football League this summer. Which rookie quarterback, from what you're hearing, do you feel like is in the best position to unseat the starter first? Well, I think, you know, we, we have seen Marcus Mariota on two different teams play. Now, he's in Atlanta with a coach that he's very familiar with that coached him in Tennessee. But, you know, you got to think that Desmond Ritter is going to have a chance. I mean, he started 51 games at Cincinnati. He's a mature kid. Um, you know, he's played a lot of football. And so, I'm, you know, I, I don't know if they're just handing the reins over to Marcus right now. But Marcus Mariota looks – kind of like a journeyman quarterback to me after, you know, two different stops. And, you know, he might resurface and with his former coach and really play well. Um, but I would say Desmond Ritter is going to push him for sure. And it won't surprise me if Ritter passes him by at some point. Yeah, I've been hearing that those rumblings as, as well coming out of Atlanta. I know a lot of people during this pre-draft process were just really impressed uh, with the Desmond Ritter above the neck, you know, and just how smart he is mm-hmm. being a veteran guy. As you mentioned, played a lot of games at Cincinnati. Baldy, I know you got a lot to get to here this weekend. I appreciate you giving me some time, my man. My pleasure. Anytime. Boy, love, love, love talking ball with my man Brian Balding. You can follow him on Twitter at BaldyNFL. During the season, Baldy's breakdowns, I mean, you want to talk about just getting smarter from an X's and O's standpoint, and he breaks it down to where even the casualist of NFL. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 